everyone, welcome on The Barricades. This is a podcast produced by Eastern European journalists and academics. I'm your host, Maria Cernat, and with me today is the co-host, uh, Boyan Stanislavski, who is going to discuss with us today the situation in Bulgaria. Welcome to the show, Boyan. Hello. Thanks a lot for uh, giving me the opportunity to discuss the uh, situation in Bulgaria. So Bulgaria is always the last among the European states, the poorest, the... No, sometimes uh, it's the first. Sometimes it's the first in terms of like rates of poverty. Absolutely. Rates of poverty is the first. But uh, you also had a lot of protests. And unfortunately, the mainstream media is not at all concerned with uh, the way it panned out. And the fact that you have an ongoing political crisis and the situation is pretty bleak since you had like what? three rounds of elections in one mm, two, year two no no two so far two, uh, but, but the now third... you, are, um, you have to go for the third one and you schedule the third one over a short period of time because unfortunately the political parties that actually gained the parliamentary elections were not able to form a government and the last elections proved to be very interesting because it was a time where a newcomer, a singer, actually, Slavi Trifonov, won the first place, I think, isn't it? And yeah. he was not able to form uh, an alliance with anyone because right now you have the party of Slavi Trifonov, you have the party of the ex-prime minister, isn't it, Boyko Borisov, uh, who was also engaged in all sorts of major political corruption scandals. And then you have the... But he was uh, the political corruption and any kind of corruption, he <laughs> personified it, right? And you have uh, also the social democrats that basically are on their lowest in terms of uh, political popularity in Bulgaria. And now you're expected to go and solve this political crisis through elections. And who knows, maybe the third time is luckier because luck is the only element that seems to be, you know... um, of uh, help in this situation. You had two rounds of elections with no, uh, you know, uh, uh, results that could solve this political crisis. So you are going to basically repeat the elections in the hope that maybe some miracle will happen, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think you really nailed it when you uh, said that we're expecting some miracle and uh, the miracle isn't coming, that's for sure. Uh, what, what I can say about the political, uh, situation in Bulgaria is that it, you know, it's not, it's not what it looks like. Uh, the owls are not what they seem It's you know, the, uh, famous phrase from Twin Peaks goes, uh, it's, uh, of course, technically speaking, this is a political crisis because, uh, now in, I think it's going to be November 14th, if I remember correctly, that we're going to be uh, having parliamentary and presidential election uh, at the same time. Uh, why 
Well, why wasn't the new party formed by this uh, singer and TV personality, Slavi Trifonov, not able to form a coalition is a legitimate, uh, sorry, not form a coalition, but a government is, of course, a legitimate question. And uh, I will answer that. But before this, I think I'd like to address the uh, more, the, the broader question of why is it so that the Bulgarian society tries to vote is is looking for an alternative is looking for something new something out of the box something uh that will uh either stop uh or 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 at least decrease the speed of the devastation of the country that has been going on for the last decades and every time they try doing this, every time they search for an alternative and they invest themselves into some kind of political entity, they get Slavi Trifonov or something like this. <laughs> and Slavi Trifonov isn't going to save them. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Slavi Trifonov is just another person uh, in, in, in the history of the, in the modern history, like after 1989 of Bulgaria, who is supposed to be this shining star, the great leader that's going to take the nation by the hand like a father, like a parent, and is going to lead by the hand this nation to some promised land, to some paradise on earth, something like that. And unfortunately, we've had uh, this, this is not, uh, you know, comical as it sounds, but it's, it's not funny, because it shows that uh, we are politically speaking, from the point of view of, of the political culture and from the point of view of the political, uh, of the understanding of politics, we are, uh, we are somewhere uh, uh, where it's, it's even difficult to, uh, you, you know, it, it's difficult to, to even uh, imagine how with this kind of attitude you might want to you know, make politics, like how are you going to uh, to exercise any kind of political, you know, debate, uh, ideological uh, uh, discussion? How are you going to have uh, disputes about strategy? You know, how are you going to basically discuss policies when, when, when it's like one Slavi Trifonov after another? And, 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 you know, even when you look at, at the nicknames of those people that were given to them, let's even st go back to before 1989, the uh, Todor Zhivko, the dictator uh, uh, from before 1989, he had this uh, this nickname, Daddy. Like everybody <laughs> used to call him Daddy, okay? Because he was like, he was a dad to everyone. Like, we're going to do this and that for you. We're going to do this and that for you. And he was like a dad who sometimes, who, who would, uh, you know, forbid you to do something. But on the other hand, he would be a good <laughs> a good parent and and do some other things for you and so on and so forth and 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 that was his his nickname then we had someone uh, like after 1989 he was the commander then we had the tsar which really i mean he was you know the guy that came to rule in uh 2001 was it or 2002 i can't remember exactly he actually was the uh, uh the uh, he he was he is the son of the last king of Bulgaria, right? Uh, so uh, he came from Spain, from nowhere, and and everybody voted him in. Like he had, I think, a constitutional majority in the parliament or something like that. So you know, the the, the society basically gave him carte blanche uh, 
uh, without knowing anything about him, without knowing what are his policies, without knowing absolutely whatsoever about regarding his political intentions. So uh, you know, uh, he came back. He came back to what, Bulgaria. What was the nickname of Boyko Borisov? I'm right, right, curious. right. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. I get easily distracted. Right. So, and the nickname of Boyko Borisov was Batze, and Batze is like. Wow, it's 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 difficult to explain in English, but it's a kind of very uh, 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 it's a kind of word that describes someone who is uh, a male who's strong and who's uh, who's vulgar, but at the same time, it, it speaks to the notion of batko, which means older older brother, and and so it's it's a kind of it's a vulgar strong male. That you somehow respect and and acknowledge his 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 superiority over the community that you're in. Okay, so it's it's like really, and, and now the question is, what is going to be the nickname of the next, you know, such a figure? Okay, like who is going to exercise? some kind of parental control over the Bulgarian society. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's really like trying to vote for your dad or, or, or something like this. And th th this really means that, th that the state of, of, of politics and the state of political thinking is just catastrophic, okay? I mean, th this, this, is, this isn't politics for sure. And also, you know, the other problem is that we are, you know, when you look at the Bulgarian society, uh, when you give it a close look, then, then you kind of ask yourself, how are we going to have liberal democracy with with parties dominating the political system and and being the basic structures because a party and, and, and a party means a part right like a part of society and and you said it in the previous segment by the way that exactly you can only have a functional party when it represents some some part okay of the society and this is what tells you what if, if this is a right wing party or a left wing party at least 50% of, of of the identity of the party comes from this whom do they represent okay you look at that not what they say but whom do they actually represent and and uh, uh, and when i i get like another yet another bulgarian politician who comes out and says i represent everyone <laughs> you know, then, then, then you know you, you just can have politics, right? It's it's uh, it's just theater, and and it's a theater which is uh, ran by the Bulgarian oligarchy. And I think that the figure of Slavi Trifonov, and this is, and 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 this is uh, the beginning of the uh, of the answer to the question that uh, that you asked uh, that why wasn't he able to form uh, a, uh, a government now? No political factor, no meaningful political factor can uh, can start a, a, a serious participation in the political life in Bulgaria without the backing of some wing of the oligarchy there. There's, there's just no chance. It, you can't do that unless, unless you mobilize masses of people or unless you are the Bulgarian Socialist Party, which is a different kind of, a different animal. I, I, I'm going to speak about that later. So uh, Slavi Trifonov uh, and his major feature from the point of view of uh, the real centers of power in Bulgaria, which are the oligarchs, he is a figure, he's a uniting figure for them. So I think that it, it definitely was something that they hoped uh, could save the day because he had very good, he's always had very good relations with all the wings of the oligarchy. And this has been uh, 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 proven many, many times, okay, over the course of the last 30 years. And he has been a very uh, well-known uh, show business figure for particularly 
for the last 30 years since since the beginning of of the you know changes uh, and 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 the transition and and they thought and this is of course my speculation i don't have any you know uh uh, I, I don't have any any data or, or, or facts that I could you know, <laughs> uh, give you here to to prove that. But I think that this was their choice. That okay, look, he is a guy whom who has good relations with all of us. Uh, the nation likes him. So how about you know we just we just do this. And it was important for them to do that because uh, Boyko Borisov, the previous prime minister, who was the capo di tutti capi, okay, the, the mega oligarch, okay, the guy who basically for the 12 years of his reign transformed his party and, uh, 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 and all the state institutions into some kind of machinery that worked only for him. And whatever he wanted, every institution, every politician, every uh, on every level, did this okay he said a and they said b c d like down the ladder right and this is how it happened and this is how it has been happening uh, uh or had been happening until uh the beginning of april when the first elections uh regular elections at the time uh were were organized and uh before this uh, just as you said before uh, before those uh, elections and actually, uh, even last year, we had major protests, okay, something, an, an unprecedented wave of protests, maybe uh, only the protests from 2013, the winter uh, of 2013 exceeded them by number, uh, but I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, this was something absolutely major. And uh, a few parties, few small parties uh, were organized through this protest and actually managed to get into the parliament. And Slavi Trifonov, he claims that he is also part of this conglomeration of small yes, political yes. organizations. I, I want yeah. to interrupt you a little bit here right. and right. explain for the viewers, because this is very interesting. What we are seeing now, starting with you know Donald Trump, and then you have this guy in uh, Ukraine, uh, the president of Ukraine, and you see, and you had, of course, the father of them all, that is Silvio Berlusconi in Italy. Oh, and Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan, of course. And you have this type of media personality that is able to transform popularity in one area into votes. Now, it is interesting that only I don't think we have a left wing in the, a politician of that sort that would was able to transform its uh, popularity in pop culture into votes. But we have quite a few right wingers that were able to do that, isn't it? And Slavi Trifonov seems to be one of those people because what is interesting to see here is that even though they seem popular and they seem to gain, you know, the approval of uh, the people, they are at the core right-wingers and they would promote politics and regulation that would be against the, the citizens. And this is very interesting. And how was he able to do that? And another thing, I, I bet there are a lot of uh, uh, singers and popular singers in, uh, in Bulgaria. How was it that it was him that managed to do this type of magical transformation from, you know, popularity in music to votes. Right. Well, no, it's, it wasn't a magical transformation. It was a transformation that was um, 
that was designed for him. Uh, and I don't personally, I don't believe uh, that it was his, uh, you know, decision because uh, he couldn't stand it anymore. I, you know, nothing's wrong for him in Bulgaria. Okay, he's a very rich persona. So, like, <laughs> what is he really tired of? Like, for rich people, Bulgaria is a paradise. And uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's beggars believe. But uh, I think that uh, you're right to point out that there are certain correlations between him and Belrusconi and uh, Volodymyr Zelensky because they all are uh, a product. I don't know to what extent Belrusconi, maybe that's not so much the case for him, but definitely Volodymyr Zelensky is, is uh, and same as Slavic is a product of the local oligarchy. Uh, and of course, you know, it's never just a product of the oligarchy. There, it's a product of the general situation where the oligarchy is the real center of power. But uh, as I started explaining, he he was probably the hope of the oligarchs that after ousting Boyko Borisov, who was, who was this, what I explained previously, okay, the kind of almost absolute... Uh, 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 the, the 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 most powerful figure figure in Bulgaria with almost absolute power, uh, absolute power not in the sense that he was able to repress hundreds of, of thousands of millions of people. He wasn't able to do that, but he was able to do pretty much everything else, like whatever he wanted that that, that would have just uh, happened. So uh, you know, there was it, it became obvious quite, uh, before the elections already that his party is losing ground and that he's losing ground and that his regime uh, that's been in place for over 12 years uh, by then, it is is basically used out. Okay, everybody knew that. And also the, uh, the international factors knew that, particularly the United States. And uh, I explained that in previous programs that the Americans have uh, have made it clear publicly that they withdrew their support for him. Uh, by sanctioning some of his friends, by uh, you know trying to organize castings for you know for the opposition parties who is going to be their man on the ground and so on and so forth. I don't want to repeat that now. Uh, I can only encourage people to uh, go back and, and and see some of our previous programs where I explained that in detail. But uh, this was this was clear, and the oligarchy understood that it has to uh, come up with some kind of. Uh, with some kind of idea, and uh, you know, the best elections are those elections where no matter who wins, they're always won from the point of view of the, <laughs> of the real centers of power. Uh, and uh, I, I think for them it would have been perfect if Slavi Trifonov uh, would have won because uh, he he's uh, definitely a very flexible person from the point of view of contacts with all the wings. Okay, so they probably uh, imagined that all of them would have some influence. Okay, and there wouldn't be one dominating <laughs> faction. But unfortunately, uh, I think they played over their hand in a sense that uh, he, you know, of course, this is logical what they were trying to do, but he's not your man. And 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 he is he is not a person that is able to uh, to do politics. And, and he's, uh, you also mentioned Donald Trump uh, before. He He's the, a kind of poor copy of Donald Trump with all these simplifications because uh, Donald Trump, what was his uh, his main feature? That he thought they're God. Okay, and 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 I Slavi Trifon doesn't think he's God, but he thinks he is above everyone. Okay, because of his career, because of his money, because of his talent, because of his voice, because of his music, because of his records, and because people love him. Okay, I mean he's a from the point of view of the show business, Bulgarian show business, he's like the the, the kind of the top master of it. Okay, and uh, and I think that this is something that uh, that kind of was. Uh, 
made him an, uh, made him uh, uh, made him inept from the point of view of political action. Because in order to do some kind of politics, you got to be able to sit with people and discuss with them. Particularly when you're in or in a situation when you won the elections, but you're looking for partners to be able to somehow, you know, govern, right? To form a government, you need a coalition partners. And normally, normally, uh, in a situation like that, you would reach out to those other parties that were formed during the protests, and you would try to, you know, put things together somehow, just, you know, to oust GERP, which is the party of Boyko Borisov, right? And 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 to be able to, to give it all a new opening. But they were unable to do that because they were all so exceptional. You, you know, the Slavia Trifonov, he thinks he's so exceptional, he's so special. And and all of his friends, particularly the top leadership of the party that he formed, they they behaved like 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 thugs, really. They would go on the public, uh, you know, they would go on the square, or they would go on uh, in a TV studio or, or radio or something, and they would go like, oh, you got to listen to us. We won the elections. Ooh. You know, really, I mean, it was like this. So it was it was just a, a kind of a mixture of Balkan aggressive kind of macho nonsense with <laughs> some kind of oligarchic, semi-political, uh, you know, ideas in order to somehow, you know, s- sustain... Uh, the theater, the theater, and 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 sustain the the kind of concept, right? That there is a, a con, there is a state, there is a, a state machinery, there are institutions, and so on and so forth. And at the same time, they had to flirt with people somehow. So they they of course proclaimed uh, th- themselves as as being anti-systemic. That's a very modern thing. And once I hear someone is anti-systemic and receives a lot of support, I know they are ex- somewhere on the extreme right. I, I know that. <laughs> okay, it's like uh, so. Uh, it's the same thing in Romania with the alliance for the union of Romanians. They claim yeah. to be the only opposition, and they went on strike. I haven't mentioned that in our previous uh, discussion about Romania. Uh, they went on strike, uh, saying that uh, they are the true opposition and the only opposition. You know, yeah. but th- that might be the case. That might be the case, by the way. Like you know, I. Yes, it might be the case, but unfortunately for Romanians, when you have the only political party who's a right-wing extremist party yeah. that claims to be the only opposition, the situation is pretty boring. Yeah, of course, of course. But this is but this is exactly what I'm trying to say. I mean, people are prepared to believe anyone, okay? And it's also it, it, it's it's not only the alienation; it's also the frustration, the growing frustration. When you look at uh, when you ask people about politics in Bulgaria, they will tell you. They're going to vote, okay, but they're going to hate the people that they vote for, and they will they will want to see the entire parliament after the first session, you know, hanged somewhere on 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 the on the trees, on the on the street <laughs> lamps, and and stuff like. So so this, you, you know, this is just a, this this is not politics, and also it's not politics when you look even at the figures. I mean, thirty percent of the society votes, thirty percent. I mean, how is this? A democracy like, like if you want to have a liberal democracy you you, you, you got to make sure it's representative because if if it's not representative then it doesn't make sense okay i mean now those people who are the majority in the parliament okay they are a minority of a minority that's what it is so obviously this this thing doesn't work I, it, and even if you look at it i don't know how to say this historically maybe okay i mean we we had this uh, experiment with with state controlled socialism you know from 1944 to 1989 and and it played itself out you know uh differently in different countries in bulgaria i think it was a successful experiment but uh the thing is 
that during that time we've achieved some ma- we've made some major strides forward like you know uh the agrarian society that bulgarians used to be became an urban society you know there was industry there were schools built there were uh you know hospitals hygiene everything okay modern infrastructure and so on and so forth but then you know the price we had to pay for it is that everything was controlled by the state and organized by the state i mean what, what was the, the level of choice that a, 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 an average bulgarian person was able to to make whether they're going to buy their bread from 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 this uh bakery or from another bakery okay i mean th- this was pretty much the level of, of choice that, that you were able to make now right so uh, uh by the way i want to say that you know many people <laughs> still enjoyed that right and uh, but but i want to like how are you how do you even expect that in 1989 you're going to tell those people okay who function in this kind of environment for two generations and before that had all kinds of authoritarian experiences okay you're going to tell and now you take care of yourself and now go vote figure it all out okay like this this just doesn't work that way okay but, and, you know, i'm maybe- saying this because i don't want to blame the people i don't want to uh, give the people uh, i don't want to give our viewers the, the kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, impression that i blame the people the people are uh, to a large extent you know politically uneducated and, and and perhaps inept but it's not because you know they are stupid it's just because they were thrown into a situation which is unmanageable from their point of view okay and the only thing they know today the only thing they know is that the system that they're in and this is a major change in which occurred in the last five or six years that the system current system does not work for them they know that and the and, and the overwhelming the prevailing feeling that can be determined politically, that can be somehow put in those political brackets, okay, in order to figure out what kind of ideology the Bulgarians are looking for, what kind of alternative are looking for. Then when you put it all together, okay, but judging by all the polling that was that has been made over the last years, they want some kind of classical social democracy. They want a government of action, a strong state, and we we might have all kinds of ideas about those sentiments. But this is something that they want. And there is no one offering that to them. And here I come to the question of the Bulgarian Socialist Party, because when we yes, spoke about... Exactly, because I wanted to ask you, how come... Now I understand that Boyko Borisov became some sort of uh, uh, persona non grata. Nobody wants to go into an alliance with him or yeah. his party. Nobody wants to deal with him. He became yeah. this uh, type of guy that you have to avoid, avoid at all costs. Yeah. But why doesn't Slavi Trifonov ally with the Social Democrats? Because they gain a lot of votes, and it is my understanding that together they could form a majority. You're right, you're right. But you see, this is a problem for everyone. I mean, the Bulgarian Socialist Party is really a problem for everyone because it's the only party, everybody hates it, okay? I mean, the international establishment hates it, the Bulgarian establishment hates it, the oligarchy doesn't like it, because it cannot control it to the full extent. I mean, it cannot... You know, the Bulgarian Socialist Party is not governable by all those pathological mechanisms that I just explained that are uh, in place in Bulgaria. And why is that? Well, that is because Bulgarian Socialist Party is a little different. I'm not saying it's it's a great party because, unfortunately, it has drastically deteriorated in terms of quality, political quality over the last years, and its leadership is terrible and so on and so forth. And they're paying their, pro- their, their price for that. Like, you know, uh, every election cycle is, is, is a major defeat for them. But it's a party with huge traditions and it's a party with an electorate. And it's a real, it's the only real party in Bulgaria. I mean, they really represent a part of society, and this part of society has always been with them. Okay. And and they they they, they if they had actually 
represented politically the part of society that they claim they represent, they would never be able to be kicked out of power. Okay, I mean, in a sense, if they were real, if they really implemented social democratic policies, if they really stood for the poor, if they really did did all those things that they occasionally declare they want to do, they would have been in power, you know, and and, and <laughs> for, for the last I don't know how many years. Okay, it's just that they are afraid to do that because on the one hand they want to represent the people, but on the other hand they want to be part of the establishment. And in order to be part of the establishment, you gotta be anti-communist, you gotta be right-wing, you gotta be conservative, you gotta be bigoted, you gotta be all those things that the left should be against. And they have all the reasons and all the instruments and 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 the structures and the masses of people they could uh they, they could confront it, but they are not doing that. And they're not doing that because of the nature of the Bulgarian transition. Let us not forget that the transition began before 1989 when the most demoralized elements of the what was then Bulgarian Communist Party started to disintegrate the uh, 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 the current state and, and the structures of it and to privatize uh, the wealth that was developed uh, during the time of the Bulgarian uh, People's Republic. So, you know, they are basically in a situation where they could be doing great things, but they aren't doing those things because of the factors that I just explained, because they are they want to be in cahoots with the uh, Bulgarian elite. They want to be part of it. They want to be recognized also because, you know, this is very important. They want to be recognized as, an, uh, 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 as a meaningful, rational partner by the international factors, which are really those that, you know, allow the local oligarchy to, uh, to do what they have been doing, which is stealing. That's like theft. This is their modus operandi. Uh, okay. Doing what they were doing... Uh, over the last decades, and and uh, you know if they actually if they actually did anything against this destructive mechanism that is uh, 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 that is in place in Bulgaria, okay, if they did anything to improve the situation for the uh, majority of the population, if they if they did really anything, uh, I mean, talking I'm talking about something major, and if they would shift the bal- the class balance of power even slightly. They would be immediately attacked, and it happened. Okay, previously, so you know every time the election cycle comes, and I know I know people from that party. Okay, every time the election uh, comes, they 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 start scratching their head. They go like, "Oh yeah, well we we have to we have to be social, we have to be pro-social, we have to exercise social democratic ideas, and we have to do that kind of propaganda." But then you know the first time they get attacked for this for being communist or something like that, they just start uh, 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 you know apologizing. And basically stop doing that. So, so you see, this is uh, this is the situation with that party. But I want to say that because they are not controllable entirely, okay, controllable entirely by the oligarchy, because they still have some political representation, then the oligarchy doesn't like them. So it's dangerous for the oligarchy if if you know the, the, you know people can have some kind of uh, some kind of influence uh, on the political decisions, and. and uh, uh, it's uh, it, that's why Slavia Trifonov wouldn't uh, wouldn't like to go probably uh, you, you know to form a coalition with them. Although I got to tell you that the Bulgarian Socialist Party's leadership they did want to form a coalition with Slavia Trifonov, and they said they're going to support everything because they didn't want to go for the third election because they knew that they're going to lose even more. So they were able to sell themselves. But even despite that, I mean, they were they they were really. 
uh, 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 I, I don't understand, like, politically, why would they support Slavi Trifonov? Because finally, when he was forced to come up with some kind of program, it was totally right-wing, and it is totally right-wing. But they still, they said, oh, yeah, 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 we're going we're gonna to support it, let's just form a government because it's national, secu- uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of national That's responsibility and so on and so forth. <laughs> right, but, but he didn't want that. And, you know, I think, personally, that him himself and his uh, advisors and, and and the people closest to him they would have accepted that but i think it was uh it's something that uh, th- there are some other people most likely i mean oligarchs or whatever their their agents that prevented this from happening but again this is just my speculation and there are also th- there is also another element here which i think has to be mentioned which is the democratic bulgaria party my favorite i mean they are just you know they are those people uh, th- th- their base they- their base are those people those th- this tiny faction of of bulgarian society uh, which is which thinks that they uh, that, that it's possible that tomorrow the day after tomorrow in one year time when their party rules bulgaria is going to become france or is going to become great britain or is going <laughs> to become like denmark or something like that Everybody's going to be modern. Everybody's going to be modern. Everybody's going to be very nice. Everybody's going to be very pretty. Everybody's going to be, you know, very Western. And, and you know, and, and and whatever. Gay marriages are going to be here immediately. Everybody's going to be very tolerant. We're going to receive all the migrants or uh, refugees or whatever. You know, they, they, they think that. And there is a tiny, tiny faction of, of, of the population that lives in Sofia or Plovdiv, maybe some other urban centers. We call them the, the urban right-wingers. Uh, it, which is, uh, it, they are just classical liberals, okay, with a pinch of conservatism, Balkan kind of conservatism. So that's that's what they are. And 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 I think I think that the uh, the relatively bi- uh, good result, election result for that party is also thanks to some oligarchic wing. I cannot, again, I, I I don't know exactly who could be with them and why and so on and so forth, but I think so. Because their base is so little, and suddenly they grow so much, and and it's uh, it, it, it's it's also like the way they they tried to discuss because they were also invited initially to uh, for some kind of coalition talks with this uh, party of uh, Slavi Trifonov's party, and, and there was some misunderstanding, which to me appeared to be a translation, a manifestation of a misunderstanding in those oligarchic circles that produced those organizations in the first place. So uh, now there is this uh, pressure from all sides, basically, to go for third elections, except for the Socialist Party, I think, uh, and maybe except for Gerb too, because they keep losing, and they're out. I mean, this is obvious, you know, th- th- this this story has ended okay for sure and angela merkel now who was the who's this is exactly what i wanted to ask because it seems that angela merkel is out and unfortunately even though in romania and all across europe angela merkel is celebrated like this progressive figure this very wise mother of Europe that basically prevented things from going from bad to worse and kept things, you know, in a state of equilibrium and harmony. And she's praised for not buying too many clothes, not being an extravagant woman and being modest. And, you know, this whole thing that replaces basically an analysis of her measures with all sorts of aesthetical, uh, you know, uh, uh, evaluations that have no political meaning she was the one that supported in romania trambasesco supported austerity supported boyko borisov and through the uh, she created boyko borisov created and supported and basically 
uh, I don't know, you can't be, you know, as clean as a snowflake inside Germany and then create figures and support figures like Boyko Borisov in Bulgaria. That is very problematic. Yeah, yeah, of course. But now they are saying, look, the Social Democrats might win the elections in Germany and that might bring some sort of support for the Socialist Party. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure, really. It's difficult to speculate what's going to happen in Germany. I mean, it's difficult to to discuss elections results before the elections before. Are actually, because the, before they're out, right? Because the elections have played themselves out. But uh, I uh, I want to say this: uh, Angela Merkel, of course, and you're right. She uh, the one thing that she managed to do is to uh, uh, to create this this sort of um, posture and everybody's probably or majority of the public opinion is going to remember her that way that she's this this very smart uh housefrau that she's this you know uh she, she's like a, a, a very wise grandmother you know that yeah is, yeah exactly the grandmother the one taking care of the nest you know of home of her. like this is how how she's going to be remembered but of course she she is not uh polit- I, I do not find her politically wise uh, in terms of uh, international, uh, in terms of international foreign policy, and 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 kind of you know the, the management of the European Union. I mean, it's her, okay? It's under her eyes and her her reign that Brexit happened, and it's you know it has to do a lot with her decisions, and regardless of what we think about them, but but this migrant crisis that she uh, basically encouraged by her actions, okay? And she had to uh, afterwards you know, do all kinds of shenanigans in order to sort of uh, separate herself herself from her initial position and all the rest of it. But this was, this was I, I, that, that's my feeling at least, that broke the camel's back in, in Britain. This is what, what, what actually tipped off the thing towards Brexit, like the migrant question, because it was all about migrants in, in Britain from the beginning. But when she did what she did in 2000, was it 15? Or I think it was in t- 2015 or 16, maybe, you know, the first wave of, 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 of refugees, right? So uh, it, it, was, it, it was obviously something uh, that does not, uh, that, that this is not what a wise leader does, okay? And uh, second thing about the... Uh, what you said, like when you're grooming figures like uh, your uh, president or Boyko Borisov, and you know about those figures that uh, they they are gangsters, okay? At least in the case of Boyko Borisov, this is exactly the case. I mean, he's a gangster with a fantastic record from that point of view, okay? <laughs> and 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 uh, uh, and you help you, you know those people be there despite. Uh, like be there, I, I mean, be uh, be in power despite the public fr- uh, the, the frustration of the public, despite the impoverishment, despite the uh, demographic disaster. Okay, despite all those things, okay, you help them and you pay them pocket money on top of everything that they've stolen. <clears throat> right? You pay them t- pocket money in form of the European funds. And I've said that many times, but I will just repeat it here for those who haven't heard that. We really, I mean, this is theft in bulgaria like 80 percent or over 80 percent for example this is just one example 80 percent of the uh, agricultural subsidies they go to, into the hands of five families all right so oh. i mean what are we talking what about a like, transparent way to make exactly. the European union all the countries progress you know exactly oh, exactly so so, so you see I, I mean we are we are in a situation where obviously the international factors are not interested in bulgaria as a country as a state they're interested in bulgaria as a territory 
country, maybe, okay, and, and they put their flags there, like Germany uh, in the form of Boyko Borisov, uh, Americans in the form of embassy, in their embassy and the powerful ambassadors, because no political decisions, no major political decision has ever been made in Bulgaria over the last uh, 15, 20, maybe even 30 years without uh, prior consultation with the American embassy. And, and uh, you know, this is, like, we're totally in, in a... In a, we're in a very dark place, okay, politically and in all, and, and the amount of uh, of elections in one year, it doesn't give you a, any idea, okay, it doesn't give it doesn't give you even a remote sense of what is actually going on in Bulgaria. In Bulgaria, we have been experiencing for the last uh, thirty years a civilizational disaster, and no elections are going to fix that. I'm sure, unless unless, and there is one here uh, exception that I can make. One is if a new factor appears on uh, on the political scene and it's a factor that is not going to suggest uh, right wing solutions uh, and is not going to to uh, to be in uh, in, in cahoots with the oligarchy to the extent that it will not be able to do anything. I mean, it has to have some independence of the oligarchy. So that's one one thing. It could happen. I don't know whether it will happen. It, I'm not optimistic, but if it does happen, and there are perfect conditions for that, it's a perfect storm, okay? Like, it's it's a terrible total political crisis, and, and all, all the political organizations cannot really come to any sort of even remote re- agreement. Then this is one thing. And second, maybe there is a coup, a revolution in the Socialist Party and the uh, somehow it's, it's, the leadership is ousted and replaced by someone who, with, with a little more uh, strategic thinking, okay, who doesn't want to be, uh, you know, keep repeating the, the, the right-wing mantra and, 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 and will not uh, succumb to this pathological uh, political culture uh, that uh, developed in Bulgaria, that has developed in Bulgaria over the last uh, three decades. Maybe, maybe, but, but these are the only two things that I see could, m- could, could change something because if we go to the next elections now and we organize even another round a little later, it's not going to change anything. It's going to produce the same status quo. And, and, and now there is an attempt there is an attempt to, to silence it all again by two ministers from the current uh, government that is like interim government, basically. They announced that they are going to form their own political project. And immediately when they were asked about politics, uh, that, 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 that's why I don't think it's serious, because immediately when they were asked about what their political convictions are, they said there is no left wing, uh, there are no left wing policy, policies, there are no right wing policies, because oftentimes, and this is the, this is the words of one of, the, uh, of those ministers, uh, by right wing means you can achieve left wing goals. I mean, if you say something like this, this is even worse than saying that you represent everyone in the society as a party, because this is this is schizophrenic, okay? I mean, if you say that by, by I don't know, by making cuts, for example, or, 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 or by austerity, you can achieve left-wing goals, which means, uh, I don't know, support welfare, uh, be able to financially support welfare as a state for, for uh, you know, for the society, then then you're schizophrenic. And this, of course, is the situation that many countries of the region are. We are in a schizophrenic situation in Poland, all right, for example, because what we have been doing for the last, I don't know, uh, six years? Yeah, six years, since 2015, we were increasing the uh, expenses and decreasing the taxes. That's what we were doing, which is purely schizophrenic policy. And what is the result of that? Well, the result of that is that over the, the one year, 2020, the uh, the uh, the uh, I'm sorry I don't know what uh, 
what the word for that in English is, but the debt, okay, the the, the gross debt, the, the kind of uh, the overall public debt, okay, grew uh, ten times more within one year than it had grown over the previous nine years. Yeah, okay? this is exactly the situation also so, in Romania. This is unbelievable. Like this is gonna flip. Okay, this is gonna flip at one point for sure. And and and, well, and let's then, hope so. because yeah, and, we're approaching the end of the show. So if you have some last uh, remarks, in for me it's also a crisis. But this is a subject for another, say, more theoretical part of the the, the show. It's also a crisis of representative democracy. Of course, it's a crisis of, of electoralism. is a crisis of the system because no matter how much we try to embellish what we have, it cannot be that uh, for some reason we are stupid as people. We are. We have only stupid politicians, and we are so you know, degraded and demented as uh, persons that we are simply not able to govern ourselves. This is not something no. to be accepted. It has to have a deeper root. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And there are many uh, of those roots. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is an entirely different show. This is an entirely different show. Thank you so much for your very interesting insights into what's happening right now in Bulgaria. And to our viewers, I hope you found this discussion interesting. And you will go to our Patreon uh, page, uh, patreon.com slash the barricade, and you will consider supporting us to produce more of this uh, kind of political talk show. Thank you so much, Boyan. Thank you.